I think self-compassion is the first thing that comes up for me that I think what a lot of us are doing in life is we're looking to find our purpose and it's this constant trial and error of like trying to find it and we think it's outside of us and it's not. It's really within us. And I think that once we realize that we've spent all this time to try and create or find what we thought we're supposed to be here to do, it's going to take self-compassion to kind of close that door and allow you to just look within and get the answers that you need. Do you want to wake up feeling like you're stepping into who you're meant to be? into the best possible version of you? What if I told you that the key to your best life, health, and happiness are all around you? You just have to find what works for you. I'm Hope Pedraza, and I believe that there isn't just one way to live a healthy and meaningful life, and that all you need is a little inspiration to make changes that last from the inside out. Each week, I'll be sharing tangible tips and inspirational interviews to help you on your journey. These are the steps to take to improve your life and live with purpose. This is Hopeful and Wholesome. Hey y'all, welcome back to Hopeful and Wholesome. Today I have on the show the human design and gene keys expert and spiritual mindset coach Kayla, and we are talking all about human design. So you might remember if you go back to episode 53, I had another episode on human design with my friend Crystal, where she kind of just went into the basics. So Kayla is going to take us like deep into the human design trenches which are a super exciting place to be because she is going to go through, she's actually going to go through my chart and she's going to go through the chart and basically just tell you what you're looking for if you're looking at your own chart. So I would highly recommend going to the link in the show notes right now, if you haven't already, go to the link and get your own chart so that you have it open in front of you because she is literally going to take you through all the parts that you need to see and explain what it means. You can read and kind of interpret your own chart. So go click the link in the show notes, get your chart and have that ready so you can listen to it and kind of look at it. At the same time, I promise you, you are going to have so many aha moments when you're listening to this. And I mean, literally, I, I'm so I'm so obsessed right now with human design. It's just really so empowering to really see how your mind works and your body works and how to just live in alignment with your true purpose. And it's just, it's really cool. So Enjoy this episode. Kayla's also going to talk about gene keys and kind of the difference between human design and gene keys and how we can use them both together to really have this like empowering combination of living out your true purpose and how to know if you're living in alignment and how to get back in alignment if you get out. So really powerful episode. I'm really excited for y'all to get into this. Make sure you click the link and get your get your chart done before you listen and y'all enjoy. All right, y'all, let's jump in. I'm here with Kayla and we are diving into human design and gene keys. So if you want to go back to episode 53, uh, was the last episode we did about human design and Crystal Thompson kind of went into just the basics of human design and Kayla is going to go deeper here. We're going to talk about more specific parts of human design and gene keys. And then she is going to actually dive into my chart and kind of go through that and which will kind of help you kind of look at your own human design. So I'm really excited about that. But thanks so much for joining me today, Kayla. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. So just so the listeners know, I'm a spiritual mindset coach and I love to do human design coaching and gene keys coaching with entrepreneurs and just really help them embody that energy into their life and into their business. So I was really excited when you invited me on to dive into this a little deeper and share with your audience. Yeah, me too. And I really, I liked that we kind of have almost like a part one, part two kind of thing. Cause I like that we had one episode that was kind of just like the foundational parts of human design and just kind of what it is. 
and that you can kind of take us a little bit deeper into it so we can kind of, I guess, have more useful information on how to integrate this into our own lives and for those that run businesses. And I mean, because you don't have to have a business to really integrate you know, what's going in human design, but it really is helpful to know. And just to learn, like I, I talked about the last episode, like I felt like I learned so much about myself. It was like learning about an old friend because it's like, it, it's like stuff like, and you know, but then you don't, right? It's like you're learning things and you're like, wait, I did know that about myself. This is crazy. So yeah, I'm excited to kind of dive into this with you. So just to kind of preface what we're doing here, can you just for as a recap, just kind of give a brief explanation of what human design is? Yeah, definitely. So human design was initially discovered or I guess channeled by Ra Uruhu back in 1987. So he synthesized a bunch of different modalities together to create human design. So we have things like the chakra system, we have the Kabbalah tree, we have astrology, we have you know, quantum science and mechanics. We have, you know, just all of these aspects that have come together. The I Ching system from Chinese divination texts, like there's all of these, you know, Eastern modalities that have come together that created human design. And so what you get with your human design, you take your birth date, your birth time and your birth location and you plug it into. So if you, I like to use genetic matrix. So you can just literally, even if you Google like human design chart online, you can look up your chart. But once you put in this information, you're going to get a body graph. And I'm going to preface this, that you will be overwhelmed when you <laughs> totally. see your human design chart totally, because it's so much information. But that's kind of the quick summary of like what human design is and really just what you get is this body graph. And it's, you know, the defined centers and channels and undefined centers and channels and planets and gates and everything combined that really give you your unique energetic imprint and really teaches you you know, what your shadows are and your triggers so that you can really access those higher frequencies of energy in your life. So like Hope was saying, like, this isn't just about for business owners. That's why I love to coach this in life and business, because it's literally relevant to anything. And it's so inclusive as well, which I really love. Yep, exactly. That's what I loved about it too. I, and I love, I love all the aspects that it combines. Like I just, I just love everything about it. So, okay. I want to first before, cause there's a few different things I want to talk about here, but I want you to talk a little bit. So right now, Kayla is looking at my chart. Like we we did my chart and she's looking at it right now. And so I want to go through a few things and have you kind of point out like some of the most important things to look at. If somebody's like looking at their own chart and they're not, they're able to like kind of interpret things, the things that they can interpret on their own, I guess. Like, cause it is, and I will preface this by saying it is really important. I think it is. If you really want to dive deep into this to have someone do a reading for you, somebody like Kayla, who's trained and who can really like give you all the information because, because it, it is, if you look at your chart, you're like, holy crap, like what's going on in this page? It's a lot. So I will preface by saying it is helpful to have that, but there are some things that you can kind of gather just on your own, right? Like just by looking at it. So Kayla, can you kind of point out some things that we can kind of, you know, use just on our own looking at it? Yeah. So one of the Some of the main things you want to look at is your type, your authority, your strategy, your not self theme and your signature. Those are like the foundational aspects of your human design chart. And then when we really get into defined and undefined centers, the gates and channels, those are more intricate parts of the human design that I always recommend. Yes, if you can Google these things, but sometimes it's hard to understand how they really alchemize within your own chart. Yep. So that's why obviously getting a reading can be really helpful because then that person can like prompt you and like give examples. And then you can have like a better understanding instead of like literally being like, what does it mean to have gate 58 
59 and have the city of intimacy. I don't get it. Right. So (laughs) those are like the intricate bits. So, you know, there's five different types. And right now I'm looking at Hope's chart. She is a manifesting generator. And the other thing you can look up is your profile. So that is going to be the energy of your conscious sun and earth and unconscious sun and earth. So the top two planets on the right-hand side of your chart, and then also the left-hand side. So when you look, you'll see a gate number and then there'll be decimal and then a line number, either one all the way up to six. So hope is a three, five pure manifesting generator. So what that means is that you know, if I look at the manifesting generator aura, like it's somebody who is like very dynamic, very creative, very, you know, pivotal in terms of like what they love to do. Right. And really having that three, five profile is going to be like this trial and error, like going and figuring things out, testing lots of different things, having lots of experience, knowing what failure feels like, but then having the wisdom from it. And then the five line in the profile is really going to be about taking those solutions and being that sort of save your hero energy to people like you naturally will attract people to come to you and be like, Oh my God, what are the answers? Like you have the answers. Like, how do you do this? Right. So that's kind of like your auric read. If I were to do that, I'm curious if that resonates with you. Absolutely. That's like me in a nutshell. (laughs) So yeah. 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 I really love that when I first read for someone, like, obviously, you know, about your human design Mm -hmm. terms, you've been in in dabbling in this a little bit. But Mm -hmm. when, for example, earlier today, I did a reading for someone and they had, they knew nothing. Yeah. So here I am. I don't even know who they are. And I'm like, oh, you're a projector. And I said all these things. And she was like, what? What? So yeah, it's it's pretty (laughs) accurate. It really is. And that's how I was when I first, well, and you know, I did it on my own first and I, you know, did one online and did the body graph thing. But then when I got the reading, you know, she dived in a little deeper, but that was like the same, the same. I was like, this is like, this is crazy. Like, this is me. How do they know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really is. Did crazy. you want me to, did you want me to dive into the, the other types as well? Or I know that you kind of talked about that. Yeah, we kind of talked about it a little bit. Know. Yeah. If you want to just give kind of a brief, just a real quick kind of run through of each type. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So we talked a little bit about, bit about the manifestor energy, manifesting generator energy. So. I'm a generator. So I'm a six, two sacral generator. So the generator is similar to the manifester, but it's more about this. I kind of describe my experience as like the slow burn. Like I, when I find things that I love, like it's just going to be this consistent drive and energy to like really master that work. So obviously, I mean, kind of funny human design is definitely like that thing for me mm-hmm. where I just love to like dive in, go so deep and really master that work. And Generators are really designed to respond to their environment and like co-create what they love doing with their environment. So an overview of manifestors, manifestors are the only type where they're not designed to either wait to respond or wait for the invitation. They're all about initiating and informing. So they're like the cutting edge of the collective. They make up about 9%. Generators are about 30, 35%. Many gens are about 35%. So manifestors, they're here to like initiate and inform their ideas, what they see, what they feel like very divine connection to to start things like little trailblazers is how I would describe them. Mm-hmm. Projectors are make up about 20% of the population and they're like visionaries. Like the projectors that I meet, especially ones who are in alignment, they just see things so deeply and they really like project into people and they see deeply into people. And that's why they're here to give their wisdom. And then we have reflectors who make up 1% of the population they don't have any defined channels or gates in their chart. They have hanging gates defined. So there's a lot of openness and they're really meant to be a mirror to the collective and really help the collective see where they're in integrity or out of integrity and 
they're all about, you know, being aligned with the moon. And that's why their strategy is to wait 28 days, for example. So they're they're the rare 1%, but I just love all the different types and all the different gifts that they bring because it's together, like within the collective that we that we play off of each other, right? So that's kind of a, a quick overview of yeah. all the types. That's perfect. Yeah, thank you. No, that's really good. I do want to look at, I wanted you to go through a couple other of like the important things that you mentioned too. And so people can kind of run through a few things in their charts. So obviously the type is like first, right? And so that's just going to yeah. be like blatant. And then the profile. So what are a few other things that we would look at to really give us some yes. good insight? So every type will have an authority and a strategy. So your authority is what you use to make decisions. And your authority is designed off of either one or multiple different centers that are defined in your chart that will give you that authority. And that's the energy that you're going to go to when you make decisions. So for example, you and I, so generators and manifesting generators, they can either have an emotional authority, which means their emotional solar plexus is defined. And that's in the bottom right-hand corner of the chart, or they can have a sacral authority, which is the sacral right above the, the root center, which is at the very bottom. So second up from there. And so, for example, for us, when we make decisions, it's really going to be about gut feeling. Like, is this a yes or a no? And that's how we're designed to make decisions. So the other authorities, like you can either have emotional, which is designed to, you know, ride your emotional wave process, all your emotions come to emotional clarity before you make a decision. We talked about the sacral, the splenic center, which is on the far left-hand side at the bottom of the chart. That really has to do with like asking yourself, like, what's good for me? What's healthy for me? Then we have the heart center, which has to do, it's a little small triangle on the side right by the emotional solar plexus. That is about what are your desires? Like, what is it that you want? And really making decisions, selfish decisions off what you want, because what it is that you want will be aligned for everyone else involved, right? So it's always for the highest good. Mm -hmm. Self-projected is when you have your G center and above defined. So your G center is the diamond shape in the middle of your chart. And that's really going to be about like, what do I identify with? Does this resonate with me? Does this make me happy? Like, do I see my values in this? And then we have a mental projector. So the mental definition will be from the throat upwards. And that will be literally, you know, you need to mentally process by having a sounding board of someone that you can speak to or the, the environments that you're in to talk mm -hmm. things through really play a role in how you make your decisions. And it's really about hearing yourself process the information. Mm -hmm. And then of course we have the lunar authority, which is the reflectors. And they really are designed to, you know, you see online, it's like, oh, you need to wait 28 days to make a decision. But really it's like ride your own energetic waves mm -hmm. and see what you come to that feels aligned with your energetic capacity that you have. Mm -hmm. So that's like a really quick overview. There's like certain authorities that certain types can have that other ones can't, but that's more of the logistics. And I'll just kind of yeah. Leave that for yeah. personal exploration. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. No, that was super helpful. I'm glad you went through all of those. And I would recommend if you have not done your chart to like push pause right now and go do your chart. So that way, as Kayla's walking through it, you can kind of look and see what she's talking about. It's going to be super helpful. Okay. So after yeah, and I like, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say like throughout this episode, like just so the listeners know, like I will be vocal as to like what centers and where's what so that even if you're not seeing this screen, mm -hmm. you're going to be able to look at your own chart. So I think that's great that you suggested yeah. they bring it up. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely going to be helpful. Okay. So after we look at what's the next part we look at, we're going to talk about strategies. Okay. So your authority is to make decisions. Once you make a decision, then you need a strategy to execute mm -hmm. your action, right? 
So we have five different strategies. And so strategies will be specific to the types. So for example, manifesting generators, you're going to have the strategy of responding and also initiating and informing. So you're the hybrid of manifester and generator. Mm -hmm. Generators, our strategy is to wait to respond. So that's really like seeing what is coming up in the environment and responding to that. Manifestors are about initiating and informing. And then we have projectors that are wait for the invitation to share their wisdom. And then reflectors, again, are with the lunar cycle, like waiting 28 days or just really waiting through their energetic cycles to make a decision. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. I like it. And then what's next? We'll talk about strategy or not strategies, signatures and not self themes. So Mm. let's say you're using your authority to make your decisions. You're using your strategies to execute. And then it's like, well, how do I know that I'm in alignment? If you're making decisions based off your authority and it's aligned with your strategy, you're going to feel a signature. Mm. Like they call it a signature theme. And it's like to know how you're in alignment. So for example, with manifesting generators, you're going to feel peaceful and satisfied manifestors, they're going to feel peaceful. Generators are going to feel satisfied. So you see the hybrid between the two and three there. Projectors are going to feel success or recognition for sharing their wisdom. And then we have reflectors are going to feel surprise. So they're all about reflectors have this very like anticipative energy. And so, you know, they can see things. And so the surprise energy is like them being satisfied with, you know, their predictions being, you know, accurate, for example. So that's why I feel like surprise is like, what do you mean surprise? It's like very unique, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. And that, yeah, I I feel that. The satisfaction and the frustration part, like, yeah, I totally feel that. <laughs> yeah. Are there any other important parts for us to look at when we're looking at our chart? Yeah, I would say the last one that we can kind of talk about that is like the foundational aspects of, you know, reading your own chart and understanding your design is knowing your not self theme. Mm-hmm. So for that, so you kind of touched on that, that frustration mm-hmm. satisfaction. So for example, when you're out of alignment, when you're not following your strategy, let's say you're a projector and you're initiating and informing, that's not part of your energetic design. So you're going to go into your not self theme, right? So your not self theme is feedback to letting you know, hey, are you following your authority? Are mm-hmm. you following your strategy, right? So for manifesting generators and not self theme, they're going to be feeling frustration and anger, Generators are going to be feeling frustration. Manifestors are going to be feeling anger. Projectors are going to be feeling bitterness. Mm. And then we have reflectors are going to be feeling disappointed. Mm. So that's your feedback loop right there. If you're feeling that, go back to following your authority and your strategy to get back into alignment. Yep. Yeah. I feel like that was at least starting out when I was first, you know, getting started learning about mine. I feel like that was the biggest piece for me is especially like, you know, looking like retrospectively all the times I've felt frustrated in my business or whatever, like clearly like something was in alignment. And that's kind of my cue to myself now is it's like, if I get frustrated about something, like it, that's, that's like the biggest sign for me is like, okay, let's go back. Let's like pause for a second. Let me figure out like, what's not in alignment. Like what have I, where have I, you know, gotten out of alignment and kind of help guide myself back into it. Yeah. All right. So that is a good like foundational start, right? For the human design chart. So y'all make sure you get your chart and then rewind if you want, and then kind of listen where Kayla walked through it. So you can at least get the basics of it. And then I do want to kind of shift gears a little bit because I want to, I want you to kind of talk about how, because in in the, you know, the first episode, we kind of talked about like integrating into our life, but I do want to talk about, I guess, kind of 
going from what I was talking about it as far as like being in alignment, but what are some other signs, like what are some other ways that we can use our human design chart to really feel if we are in alignment? Yes, such a good question. So I think the next thing we can dive into are the centers, because when you have defined centers versus undefined centers, that's really where you're either going to be impacting people with your energy if it's defined, or you're going to be absorbing or experiencing the fluidity of energy if you're undefined or open. So a defined center, when you're looking at your chart, it's the center that is colored in. An undefined center will be colorless, but it will have hanging gates. So those little numbers will be defined, but they'll be hanging off into a channel. And then an open center is obviously completely open. There's no definition. So I'm looking at your chart right now and your head is completely open. And then you do have a lot of definition because you've got like six defined centers and then your emotional solar plexus and root is undefined. Mm -hmm. So I can definitely talk about, do you want me to just go through the centers? Because I can talk about like what, what's an example of being in alignment or Mm -hmm. out of alignment in the centers? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. So at the very top of the chart, you'll see this little triangle that is called the head center or the crown center. And this center is really about, it's a pressure center and it's going to match the pressure center of the root, which is at the very bottom of your chart. So this pressure center, I feel like the head and the Ajna, which is right under the head center is such a conditioning place for society because the head center is like the pressure to like need to know answers. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, oh, I need to figure things out. I need to know the answers. And it's this pressure for like inspiration. So for example, you having it completely open, I would be curious if you ever feel overwhelmed with like ideas or this like unbelievable pressure to like figure things out or have the answers so that you can get rid of that pressure. I'm curious. If, that if you only knew I, <laughs> I had, I had an interview earlier and we were talking about it. I was like, cause I was talking about how I felt when I found I was a manifesting generator. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I feel so validated. Like I have so much going on in my head. Like <laughs> it's like out of control. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> totally. Right. So then that leads into, so the reason why we have this pressure center is because that pushes down into the Ajna and the Ajna center, which is underneath and you have this defined is going to be about like how you process, how you, you know, create ideas and beliefs and just have your opinions. Right. So because for example, you have this defined, what's going to happen is your undefined or your open head puts pressure into your Ajna to like come up with the answers. And you're going to have a consistent way of finding the answers and conceptualizing and having ways of how you believe things or how you think and do things. So that's the purpose of having that pressure because ultimately, if you actually look at the chart, the throat center, which is naturally in the throat area, there's like 11 channels coming out to this throat center. So the throat center is actually what they call in human design terms is like the manifestation center. Mm -hmm. So there's a, I'm going to talk about this a little bit more just because the throat center is the reason why it's a manifestation center is you have all these channels coming up. You've got the head pressure from the top, the root pressure from the bottom of the chart, bringing all this energy to your throat so that you can speak into existence, your ideas and the energy that you have within your body. So when you have that defined, for example, yourself, you're going to be someone who has like a consistent tonality and a consistent way that you share and you speak your ideas. Mm -hmm. So the 4323 channel, just so that you know, and if anyone else has this defined, that's from the Ajna to the throat is known as the like genius channel. So it's like you like see things and you know, things that people might think you're either like a freak or a genius Mm -hmm. for knowing this. And that's how you like easily or unconsciously, you would speak that into existence because that channel is unconscious. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious if that ever happens to you, if you just like know these things and you have like these like genius ideas and people are like, what did you say? (laughs) 
I feel like I do, but I feel like I don't say them out loud enough for people to think that, but I feel like that's like me all the time is it's like, I have yeah. the ideas and I'm like, somehow I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to figure out how to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that because it's when you're all the red lines, just so that people know in your chart is your unconscious definition. And then the black lines are really your conscious definition. So if, if you're like consciously aware that unconsciously, you're not speaking this into existence is because you don't, you don't have as much awareness of it compared to the conscious mm-hmm. definition in your chart. So that, that would makes, explain your that like, makes mm. sense. Yeah. It makes yeah. total sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's crazy. So I do want to share when this center is unfined, what happens is it doesn't mean that you can't manifest. This is a myth in the human design world. People think, Oh my God, if I'm not a manifester, like a manifesting generator mm-hmm. manifester, or if I don't have my throat defined, I can't manifest. That's not true. Like full stop. <laughs> it's not true. It's really about, you know, you're just going to have different ways and fluidity and how you share and how you speak. So mm-hmm. my throat center is completely open. Mm-hmm. So it's like how you speak and share, it will just resonate different. It's going to reflect right. the people that you're talking with. Right. Yeah. So that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah that's, that's important cool. to know. Question? No, yeah, this is right? great. I, and actually, I think the way you were talking about the red lines and the black lines, like that was something I didn't know. And so that was helpful and recognizing, especially looking at like, the throat center and the, the sub, the, the unconscious lines kind of like that makes, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll actually, I'll, I'll kind of pull back and dive into that a little bit. So if you, when you look at your chart, you're going to see, you have these rows on the left and right hand side of your body graph. And on the left hand side, if you're on genetic matrix, it'll say design. And then on the right hand side, it'll say personality. The row on the left hand side with all the numbers and the symbols for the planets, that is your unconscious imprinting. And this happens 88 days before the day that you're born. Mm-hmm. So on this date, what happens is you get this, this imprinting, and this is all of your like ancestral or like your familial imprinting that you're going to get into your chart. On the right hand side, all the black, right? The black lines, the you know, the the gates and channels and lines on that side is the day that you're born, that's the energetic imprinting that you got based off your date, your time, your location of your birth. Together, this creates your quantum chart. And this is why you see in your chart, you're going to have black hanging gates, black channels, that's your conscious definition. And then you're going to have your unconscious definition in red. So your conscious side, you're going to be more aware of that energy. Your unconscious side, you're not going to be aware of that energy as much. And you gave such a great example when I asked you about that 43 mm-hmm. to 23 channel. You're like, oh, yeah, this happens in my head, but I don't yep. see it, right? <laughs> Crazy. Yes. Yeah. I love that. That's super cool. Okay. Yeah, so can, what's next? We'll go into, let's try about the G centers. The yeah. G centers right underneath the throat center. And this center is like a diamond shape in your chart. And it has to do with your sense of identity, your sense of direction and your lovability. So when you have this defined, you're going to have this consistent sense of self and you're not going to be as easily influenced compared to somebody who has it undefined or open. Let's say if you go into particular environments with certain people or other people have certain beliefs or identities, like you're going to have that consistency of knowing who you are, mm-hmm. no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. So I also have this defined and I really feel that. Yeah, I can notice when, when people have it undefined, they really like get influenced by yeah. the people they hang out with mm-hmm. or if they're lacking that self-awareness, then they might get pulled into becoming someone that doesn't mm-hmm. actually feel aligned for right, them. Right, right. So yeah. 
it sounds like a negative thing, but the other thing is that there's just so much freedom in, in shifting your identity. Like let's say if you're a business owner and you have an undefined G center, you might be somebody who rebrands more often mm-hmm. because that resonates with you. And that's yep. really like a big permission slip. Yeah. But it's funny because if you look at the business world, it's like, oh, if you rebrand more often, then you're inconsistent. Right, and right. it's like, but when you when you look at it from a human design lens, you're like, oh, you're actually just living in alignment. Exactly. That's exactly it. That's why I love this so much. <laughs> I know, right? It's such a permission <laughs> it slip. It really is. Love it, it really is. Love it. So we'll chat about the heart center. This is just on the right-hand side of the G center, the little triangle. When it's defined, so the center is all about your willpower and your desires in life. So when you have this defined, there's going to be this consistent ability to willpower your way and really make things happen, but in a place of alignment and like this fierceness, right? Mm-hmm. When it's undefined, and this is a, this is the center that I love to talk about because when it's undefined or open, so I have it completely open there can be this shadow side of having to like prove yourself. Mm. So you see this a lot in the online space. Let's say, you know, if you're a business owner or even if you're like working in health and fitness and, you, you know, you see people who are achieving their mm-hmm. weight loss goals or their nutrition goals and they're sharing all these things. And then there's like, oh my God, like I need to like go and do this and do this and, mm-hmm. and throw in these extra bonuses to my course and so on, because there's this proving energy of not having that consistency of like, what is it that I value? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas you have a defined, so you're going to be less influenced by, by that. It's probably going to be easier for you to decide, like, this is how much this is. This mm-hmm. is what I bring to the table for my clients and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So it's a really powerful center. It's less, it's less common to have defined because there's only four channels coming off of it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So we'll, we'll swing across into the splenic center. So this is the left-hand side of the chart. This center is all about your physical awareness and intu- intuition. So I'm really curious, you have, let's see, three unconscious gates and channels hanging off of here. And then you have the conscious 50 gate Mm -hmm. and this center with intuition. I'm really curious if, and this is all unconsciously defined for you. So I'm really curious if you like intuitively, you know, speak wisdom into sharing with your clients or even just having that connection to your heart center, like intuitively, like, you know, what your desires are and you just know that you're going to like be able to make things happen. Like, I'm curious if that's your experience. Yeah, no, it totally is. It totally is. And I didn't even, and I feel like I've been kind of diving deeper into that lately because I feel like I've, I've always had that feeling, but haven't really like fully grasped that part of me. And then I had a Ricky session a few weeks ago. And that was like one of the biggest things she kept going back to. It was like one of my most open Shockers, and she was like, "I can really sense that you're really in touch with your intuition." And she went going on and on and on about it. And then I was like, oh, "That makes so much sense because I learned that too when I looked at my chart when I did my chart a while back, and it makes so much sense." And then I'm like, "Crap, I could have tapped into this so much sooner." But now I feel like it's super empowering because you feel that like confidence in in being able to like really listen and trust your intuition. Yeah, totally. And it's so interesting how and this is what happened. So. Your unconscious definition with anything, like people are going to see that mm-hmm. in you before you see it in yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, literally, yeah. you getting this Reiki session and them saying, Oh my God, like your intuition is mm-hmm. so strong and blah, blah, blah. And then, oh, and then suddenly you see it. Yep. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's so funny you say that because, like, over the years with my business, my husband always tells you that he was like, he's like, can see all these things in me. And I'm like, you know, I'll doubt myself or I'll question this. And he's like, I can see all of these things. 
you just need to like, listen and like, you know, so it's, it's like been, it's been my life. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. What is his, have you looked up his chart? He's actually a manifesting generator too. And I didn't think he was going to be, but he is, I can't remember what his profile is. And he has like almost every one of his centers open. Like there, he only had like one defined center. It was crazy. Oh yeah. If anything, he would have his sacral to his throat mm-hmm. defined because that's like the bare butt minimum mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be able to, to be a yeah. manifesting generator. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that must be what it is. And like, not because he was like, when I was, we were doing his chart, he's like, is this bad? Like none of them are filled in. <laughs> no. And you know, it's funny. The fact that, so if he has his splenic center undefined, mm-hmm. for example, I have mine undefined and it's like, you can see the intuition and the gifts of others when yep. you have it undefined because yep. you can amplify it. Right. So obviously that's what he's doing. That's exactly what he's doing. And he's been, he's so good at that. And he, yeah, he's so good at that. That's exactly what it is. That's so that's crazy. awesome. Oh my God. It I is. love it. So Me good. Too. Hey, we'll, we'll dive into the sacral centers. We've got three centers left. So the sacral center is right near the bottom, just above the root center. And this center is all about life force, creativity. So the fact that Hope has this specifically connected right directly to her throat through the 3420 channel, that is what makes you a manifesting generator. So that connection, whenever there's a sacral directly or indirectly connected to the throat, that is what makes someone a manifesting generator. So this is about you know, doing things that lights you up. Like when, and I can feel this too, like when we start doing things that we're really excited about, mm-hmm. it's kind of like you forget about time and you yes. like forget yes. to eat and you like <laughs> forget to do anything. And then all yep. of a sudden you pop up like six hours later and you're like, okay, I just birthed this amazing <laughs> program or offer. Yep. Like look at this content I created. And then you like forgot to feed yourself, you know? Yeah, that's exactly so, it. <laughs> yeah. It's really that energy of just like, when you get to do what you love, you just lit up literally. But the, the flip side is that when you're doing things that don't light you up, it's like drains you, right? Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like a rechargeable battery. Yep. So I just feel like when you have your sacral defined, the frustration that you feel when you have to do things that you don't like doing is just like unbelievable. It's, it's like real. Mm-hmm. It is. It totally is. It totally is. Yes. That's the yeah. word I've used a lot of times where I'm like, I hate this so much. Like it hurts me. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And I, it's funny because my boyfriend is a projector and there's mm-hmm. been times where, you know, I'm like, oh, like this is the kind of like, you know, back in the day, I'd be like, hey, I have to go and do this thing. And I hate doing this kind of work. And he's like, why? Yeah. Like, why is it such a big deal? I'm like, right. my sacral is frustrated. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. So funny. Yes. Uh, so then we'll hop over in the far right hand side, bottom right hand side of your body graphs, this emotional center. So this in your chart, Hope, is undefined. So that means when you have it undefined, this is all about the emotions and processing the emotions. So when it's undefined, what that means is like, you're really going to have this ability to be empathetic for other people. And also this ability to amplify emotions. Like let's say if you're with someone and they're angry, then you're going to feel that anger Mm -hmm. as if it's your own and like amplify it. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of something to be aware of with the center is when you're picking up emotions, it's like, is that their emotions or my emotions? Yep. That is so true. (laughs) Right. And Mm -hmm. then when you have it defined, it just means you're going to have this consistency of feeling your emotions and also really being able to process them in a specific way. Whereas when it's undefined and you feel emotions, it can kind of be a roller coaster of like, you're going to process it differently. Mm -hmm. But I noticed you have four hanging gates off of the center. So it's like, there's a lot of conscious awareness Mm -hmm. with your emotions. So I bet you are someone who is very consciously aware of their emotions because of that activation. Yeah. Is that totally. right? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. The last center we'll talk about is the root center right at the bottom. So that again is the flip side of the head center. This is the pressure center. This center is all about 
the pressure to evolve, to grow as a person, to, you know, hit certain deadlines, the pressure to evolve in personal growth, become the best version of yourself. Like what's the next thing. Mm -hmm. So when it's defined, you're going to have that consistent pressure. And when it's undefined, you may find that it's like, there may be a little bit of procrastination or needing to like create the pressure to get things done. And so Mm -hmm. I have an undefined and I'm Mm -hmm. curious if that resonates with you or I'll have these ideas and I'll be excited, but then I just don't quite have the pressure to like do it do until it. there's a specific yeah. time frame of when it needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. Well, and especially being a manifesting generator, like I have a lot of ideas. And so it's like, like I follow the couple pages on Instagram that like give like, you know, human design little posts and stuff each day. And like one of the ones that posted the other day and it resonated so much because it was like, it's really okay if you start 25 books and you never finish any of them. Like, I feel like that's, I do that a lot with ideas too. And I'm like you, or it's like, again, unless you have the pressure, it's like, I'll start something and I'm like, oh, just, you don't have to finish it now. So yeah, no, it totally resonates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what, even the state, like the sacral and root have like similar similarities around mm-hmm. this like doing energy. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I feel like with the sacral, it gets carried with when you're doing something you love, it's easy to keep going. Yes, absolutely. But it's almost yep. like the pressure center is like, okay, just to get started. Like yes. that's kind of the, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel that. <laughs> so if you have this undefined, like just for the listeners, like just notice when, like, for example, my boyfriend has his root center defined. Mm-hmm. So when I'm around him, I will naturally feel this pressure to like do things or to, you know, take on the next project and so on. And it's interesting because he's a projector, but his root center is connected to his spleen. So it's like mm-hmm. his pressure to have safety and security and mm-hmm. be aware of his fears is very present where for mm-hmm. me, I have that undefined. So I pick that up from him. Mm-hmm. So it's always important to know like when you have that center undefined, like you're on your own timeline right. and that you just allowing yourself to pick up the pressure from other people or the environments or society being like, you need to do this by this age and this yeah. age and so on. Yeah. That's not your pressure. Yeah. So that's just a reminder that I want to leave people with. Yeah. So. No, that's good. That's great yeah. advice. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. That was so informative. Oh my yeah. gosh. Thank you for walking through that. I, everybody's going to get so much out of their chart now. This is great. I love it. Um, okay, I know, so right? bef- I know yeah. it is. I just, I just can't get enough of learning. It's just so fascinating. I just bought like this obnoxious book about human design that I've been like diving into. It's just, it's so fun. I just can't get enough of it. But I do want to shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about something else that you do just to kind of give people another avenue to like dive deeper into learning more about themselves and that kind of thing. Cause you also work a lot with gene keys. So can you tell us a little bit about what that is and then kind of what the difference is between human design and gene keys? Yes. Okay. So human design was created by raw, like I mentioned earlier, and the gene keys was created by Richard Rudd. So Richard worked with raw and what he did was in the human design system, there's 64 gates. The gates are located in the centers and it's when the gates are connected, they create channels. So what Richard did was he took the 64 gates and he created the 64 gene keys. And the gene keys are essentially 64 codes of consciousness where they have very similar expressions as the gates, but they really are, you know, they're related to like amino acids and your DNA systems and codon rings, which like I'm not going to get into that because I'm still learning about that myself. Mm-hmm. but what happens is how it kind of relates to human design is that the gene keys is made up of 11 different planets and each of those planets is a sphere. So for example, you know, you've got your unconscious sun, your unconscious earth, conscious sun, conscious earth, there's Jupiter, there's Venus, there's Mars, and they're going to create three different sequences. 
the entire Gene Keys imprint, you get that with the same information that you look up your human design chart with. So your birth date, location, and time. And what happens is you're going to get a, you're going to get this little chart and you're going to look at it and there's like a bunch of little balls, like with little pathways. And it's very confusing. <laughs> Again, human design gene key is like great information, but it's like so much to learn. Yes. So for example, you're now I'm looking, we're looking at her gene keys chart here. So I'll just kind of walk you through it. There are three different pathways. All the pathways together are called the golden path. The first pathway, which you'll see if you look on genetic matrix is in green, and it's really the, the pathway of your, uh, it's called the activation sequence. And so the first sphere is your conscious sun, and that has to do with your life's work. Then you come down into the evolution that has to do with the unconscious earth. And it's like what grounds you. And then we come across into your radiance, which is your unconscious sun. And that's really like what you're designed to embody to really radiate physically, mentally, emotionally in your life. And then we come down into your purpose in life, essentially, which is your unconscious earth. So you kind of go through these spheres and the sequences. And what happens is what you're meant to do, like when you look at the human design, it's like, okay, this is your type. This is your authority. This is your strategy. And it's very like structured and strategic in how you embody it, right? It's more of like a masculine energy. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because I did a podcast interview yesterday and the gal I was chatting with, she's like, human design, the structure itself is very masculine. But when you're following your authority and your strategy, that is the feminine aspect mm -hmm. of human design, mm -hmm. because it is very much about being in your body. You're not yeah. making decisions with your head or your mm -hmm. eyes. Now you're making decisions with like what you feel in your body. And that's mm -hmm. the feminine side. So with gene keys, the gene keys are very feminine because it's not as structured. You have the three different sequences, but what you do is you contemplate. Mm -hmm. So the art of contemplation, which Richard wrote a book, it's literally called The Art of Contemplation. I highly recommend reading mm -hmm. it. He teaches you how to contemplate the gene keys. So obviously, each of these spheres are connected to one another. They have different themes. And, you know, you're going to start to notice these keys come to life, right? So for you, just as an example, the first one, your conscious son is 55. And I'm going to quickly look that up on my little sheet here. Mm -hmm. But the 55 is really about spirit, abundance, faith, having trust, support, and surrender. Mm. So like, this is like the energetic themes of like the gifts that you're going to bring to the collective. Like I this is your that. life's work, right? Yes. Yeah. And also the shadow side. So when you're, when you're not embodying the higher frequencies, you're going to experience a victimization. Mm. And that's also, if you look at human design, you can look at, okay, if I'm feeling like a victim right now, where am I not using my authority and my strategy? Mm -hmm. And that's how you can blend human design and gene keys. You want to contemplate the gene keys. You notice these themes in your life. Then you can use that authority and strategy. And then you're going to move up. So you're going to alchemize the shadow of each sphere. So each gene key, each gate in the human design chart has a shadow gift and city, which is the highest expression. Mm -hmm. So when you alchemize that victimization, it's going to come up into the gift and the city of freedom. Mm. Right. So when you're in your highest element in your life's work, when you're working with your clients, it's going to be like you're going to be bringing this freedom around mm -hmm. spirit, abundance and trust and support. Do so you know what's crazy? You, I'm going to yeah. interrupt you. Do you know what's crazy is, you know, I pick a word for the year. And then I did this masterclass where she's like, let's pick out your your leader voice. I forgot what she called it. 
And my word for the year was freedom. And apparently my speaker voice is freedom. So my mind is like blown right now. <laughs> yeah. And that's literally your life's work is that's to alchemize crazy. your work into freedom. I love that. Yeah. So awesome. I know, right? <laughs> so just to kind of talk about the three different sequences. So each sequence will have, you know, the spheres and there's going to be a theme and you contemplate and you see these themes come to life in your life. So we have the activation sequence is really about like the 3D plane, like what's going to ground you, like what is it that you're creating? What is it that you're sharing? What are you learning in the 3D world? The Venus sequence, which is coming off of purpose, you go into your attraction, IQ, EQ, SQ. You know, when you, I'm just saying those letters out loud. So when people look at their chart, they can see it. Mm -hmm. But that's really about the opening of your heart. It's going to be about like how you show up in relationships, how you get grounded in relationships, what you're here to learn in relationships. And then it's through the opening of your heart and really alchemizing those shadows and the gifts and embodying the cities that you're going to come into the pearl sequence, which is the last sequence of the gene keys. And that's really going to be where you tap into prosperity. So if you think about it, you're getting grounded in the 3D world, then you're going to be opening up your heart. And that's really going to allow you to receive and create and give prosperity in your life. Mm -hmm. So it's through the energetic imprints of all of the spheres and the gene keys that you get that you're going to just alchemize your entire self, like your mm -hmm. energetic imprinting with human design with gene keys. And that's how you're designed to live in alignment. Yeah. So I love this work like yes, so much. And so when you're looking at the spheres, when you look at your chart, it's like, you're going to see life's work evolution. You're going to see the names of the spheres. And then you're going to see there's like different frequencies for each of the, the spheres with the gene key number inside. And then you're going to see a line, right? So for example, your life's work is 50, 55.3. Mm -hmm. So what I talked about that spirit, that abundance and how, you know, you're going to alchemize this into freedom. You're going to do that through trial and error and experimentation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? I love the connection to the human design. That is so cool. Yeah. I, I really that. feel like, I just feel like you asking me today to like, alchemize the two and share I feel like I was able to like word it really clearly because I'm even like this makes sense yes anyone who doesn't know what the fuck human designer geekies is they like have an idea now yes this is yeah. no it was super clear and you know, I've, I've looked a little bit at Gene Keys and it was always super confusing. So I just never really like dove in, but that was like, it was so clear. I love it. And I love integrating the two. I think it's so much more powerful to be able to yeah. put the two together. And I love the comparison with like the feminine energy and the masculine. Like it, it makes total sense. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah. So cool. I highly recommend, I do just want to give this like little plug into that book, The Art of Contemplation. Mm -hmm. So what I really learned from getting into human design was that, you know, I've, I've done a lot of different studying in terms of like certifications, like I've the NLP and hypnosis mm -hmm. and energy embodiment, like law of attraction, all the things. And I felt like a lot of that work was a lot of doing like, Oh, mm -hmm. we're going to overcome your self-limiting mm -hmm. beliefs. And we're going to shift your, your like past with timeline and all of this. But I feel like human design and gene keys has allowed me to be a lot more fluid in my mm -hmm. chart. I have a lot of feminine energy. I have a lot of openness. And so I just feel like this really works for me where the contemplating, what I've learned from that is that it makes you more present in life. Mm -hmm. The art of contemplation is about taking moments in your day to pause, 
and just sort of interrupt what you're doing to bring that present moment to you. Yeah. And in that moment, even if you're reacting, it's not even like you're enjoying a cup of tea. It's like you could be reacting in that moment. You pause. Yeah. It gives you the choice to pivot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then sure. you can, when you pivot, you cause a change and you get to merge what it is that you're, you're pivoting mm-hmm. into. Yeah. So for example, just because we talked about your life's work, if you're in your day and you're like, oh my God, like I'm feeling like you notice, you're like, shit, I'm totally feeling a victim right now. Mm-hmm. And you pause and then you pivot and be like, okay, am I embodying my authority and my strategy right mm-hmm. now? Or am I like initiating before I'm responding? Yep. And then sure. you can pivot into that. And then as you merge that realization, you're going to come into, wow, I actually have the freedom yeah. to do what I want to do. Yeah. And in that moment, you're going to alchemize it. Yep, absolutely. So powerful. Oh my gosh, I love this yeah. so much. Okay, so before we finish up, I do want to switch gears a little bit because I like to just kind of get a look into how you got on this path. Because like you said, you are, I mean, you NLP and hypnosis and law of attraction and all the things and Reiki and all this. So how did you get on to this like spiritual work that you're doing? Yes. Oh, I love this question. So about eight years ago is when I first got into personal development and it started with me doing a weekend course. I don't know if you've heard of Landmark Worldwide, but I did the Landmark Forum like eight years ago. Okay. And I started, that was my first experience of being coached. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, I love this. Like me learning how to take responsibility for myself Mm -hmm. and the stories that I'm creating and, and like looking at how to ask really powerful questions. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of spun me into the personal development world. And then I actually became a personal trainer back in 2019, uh, no, 2016 to 2019. I was living in Toronto at the time. And as I was coaching clients, I really started to notice the power of like mindset. And I was like, okay, like I, I can write you the perfect program, give you habits, nutrition. If you don't think you can do this and you don't have the right mindset, you will not succeed. Like, like to be completely transparent. Yeah. Yeah. And so I started to lean more into coaching and then I discovered manifestation and like law of attraction. I read the secret, which is like Mm -hmm. such a classic back Mm -hmm. in like 2012. Yeah. But I found like some manifestation coaches online in early 2019. And I was like, Oh my God, like this is it. Like I've been wanting to get into coaching for like five years. I became a personal trainer. I was a teacher before that. I was like dabbling around and like being a leader. Yep. And then it was through, you know, getting into that manifestation side and starting my business like three years ago that I really realized like, I love this work. And so that's when I got into the NLP certifications and hypnosis. And then I started to get into the energy side of things and get certified or attuned in Reiki. And then mm-hmm. I found human design and I was like, well, that's just like the cherry on top. Yeah. And so I, I really didn't notice like what I talked about this feminine and masculine energy, like being able to balance that before I used to identify as just a mindset coach. Like I'm, yeah. I'm a mindset coach mm-hmm. and now I'm a spiritual mindset coach because I'm not just going to help somebody shift their mindset. I want to help them shift the energy, like the energy in their body and be in alignment. Right. Absolutely. So, it's really been a trial and error experience through all of that that kind of brought me to this this yeah. point where now I'm just like obsessed with human design and genius, yes. obviously. Yeah, no, I love it. Well, and I feel like, I mean, your journey through all of the, you know, programs that you did, like it, I feel like it all still like works together though. It's like putting this whole like energetic puzzle like together. So totally. I love that. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Okay, so I do like to end with the same question for everybody, but before I ask you that, Give us an idea of where we can find you. And for those who want to kind of dive deeper into their human design chart, where can they find out how to work with you? 
Yes. Okay. So you can connect with me on Instagram at Kayla G and my spelling is different. So I'll let you go to the show notes to look at that one. (laughs) I also have a podcast channel called living in fierce alignment. So I talk about spirituality mindset. Human design is huge on there as well, especially in the more recent episodes. And I actually do, I create candles based off of human design. So I'll take somebody's human design chart. So it's called lit sacral. So we can include that. They're on Etsy. And so that's something that's like a passion project that I started this year. Yeah. And then I also do human design readings as well. So obviously if you want to connect, we'll put my website in the show notes. So you can just find me on Instagram. That would be really awesome. And I have a a free seven day human design challenge that people can do if they're like super newer, they just want like this consecutive Mm -hmm. explanation of their design. Like what we did today, they can sign up for that and it's totally free and they'll get lots of like podcast episodes and cool stuff in there. Super cool. This is awesome. All that I'll put um, links in the show notes, all of that. Cause that was a lot of really good information. This is great. I love it. Okay. So the last question that I like to ask everybody, what is the most important thing you can do to live with purpose? Hmm. I think self-compassion is the first thing that comes up for me. Mm that I think what a lot of us are doing in life is we're looking to find our purpose. And it's this constant trial and error of like trying to find it and we think it's outside of us and it's not, Mm -hmm. it's really within us. And I think that once we realize that we've spent all this time to try and create or find what we thought we're supposed to be here to do, it's going to take self-compassion to kind of close that door and allow you to just look within and get the answers that you need. So that's, that's my wisdom for that I question. I love it. It's such good wisdom. Thank you. I love that answer. Such a good answer. Thank you so much for this, Kayla. This was like ultimately informative. Like this is amazing. So thank you so much for going so like detailed and letting everybody be able to look at their chart and just learn so much. I mean, it really, it's just, and that's what you're doing. Like you are just all of your gifts you have, you're just empowering people. Like it's such an empowering thing when you learn all these things about yourself and how you can really like live your fullest. Like it's, it's just, you're, it's great. I just love it. All the work you're doing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I mean, I love that we connected through insight timer. That was so funny. So just so people know, I, I have human design meditations on there. If you want to find me on insight timer, we can put that in the show notes as well. But when you found me and you invited me onto your channel, I was, I was just so excited. I obviously love this work. I can talk for like three hours about it, right? (laughs) No, well, I can listen and talk about it for three hours. So no, it's totally, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for all of this. This is awesome. Thanks for listening to Hopeful and Wholesome, y'all. If you found value in this week's episode, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review to let me know what you thought. I love to know what you find useful in these episodes so I know how I can provide the most value I can to my listeners. And if you have topics that you want to know more about, I'd love to hear those as well. So shoot me a message on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. It's at the Hope Pedraza or visit my website, hopefulandwholesome.com. Thanks, y'all.